0: don't quit before the miracle happens. Hello. Hey, what's up, ma'am? Good uh, up. afternoon. What Good up, what morning. up, what up, gentlemen? It's
1: like 66 and.
2: It's freezing, I know. Do not like... like I do not like it. You don't? It's fucking wonderful. I love it. Uh, hold on, let's talk about the weather in the podcast. It'll be fun. It'll be like, we're meteorologists. Like all of a sudden okay oh no a volcano (laughs) i must (laughs) i must run Uh, i watched a live stream of a volcano (laughs) and And it was like okay that'd be funny we haven't ever talked about volcanoes on this 100 can you believe we never talked about a volcano in 111 episodes
1: yeah, we're doing something
2: wrong. <laughs> and what to do if there is a volcano. Duck I know, fire. I actually, I you, you throw down your least favorite friend and step on them. <laughs> all of I'm this ready. should
1: be, like, just start it, let's go. Okay.
2: All of all this right. should be in it. Okay, all right. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on people, places, and things in episode one hundred and eleven of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. What category do you
0: fall in, Dennis? A thing?
2: Are you a are you a <laughs> thing, Dennis? I'm just. I'm going to leave. I'm this is going to be the very out. first episode it's going to be super raw Then we're going to do the intro and then, and then jump into it. So everybody heard us, t- us talking about volcanoes and we never talked about them before.
1: Oh, you're leaving all that in? Oh yeah, man. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Cause uh. that's, that's usually where the real gold happens. All right. Know? Let me think.
1: And I actually watched a thing, like a live stream of a volcano that was happening in the Canary Islands. And I was like, holy smokes like i never realized i'd never seen a like in real time and like heard it and saw it like flowing and like overtaking a city and like going in crazy was there a lot of smoke it was like barreling out and it came in like bursts like
0: holy it was, smokes like,
2: super loud holy smokes unholy smokes are there any birds? Is that why it's called the Canary Islands? That I don't know. Wow! It's funny
0: you just mentioned that. I was um, I was getting upset with my my little animals because they they missed the wee wee pad. They peed over there, and then I just fed them, and one started throwing up. I was like, "What is wrong with you guys?" And then I went outside, and then I saw Max, my cat. He was looking up. I was like what is it? And I looked up and there was like right maybe 20 feet in front of me and there was a, a beautiful and the red card like in
1: there. the garage.
0: No, no, it was outside the garage, but it was really close. Yeah. And um, it gave me such a sense of peace. And I was like, why am I mad at these little animals? They're just wonderful little beasts that I get to take care of. And it just changed my perception like instantly. A little cardinal did that for me. So that was cool. And I went in and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Smokey. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. And then uh, I was like, it's okay, Scrappy, that you missed the wee-wee pad. I still love you. And then I cleaned it up and I was okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's a a nice story. Thanks so much.
0: Just a little thing um, changed my perception. And I got that from my wife. She loves Cardinals. Every time she sees a Cardinal, she texts me. I think she she says it's a sign. So, so I was feeling I don't know, kind of disease or just I don't know, uh, just upset at the Beast for no reason. And then I saw the Cardinal, and then that was a sign. Like, hey, you're being unreasonable, James. They're yeah, just your wife beast. is. Yeah.
1: Your wife is funny, too, about it because every time she sees a cardinal, it's like she saw it for the first time and is super excited about it. But we live in a neighborhood with, like, tons of cardinals in it, so you see, like, 50 of them every day, and she's I, excited about every single one of them.
0: I rarely see them. They're, they're good little hiders.
1: Oh, really? Like, Yeah, yeah I see them every day almost. Like yeah, I was, uh,
2: you know what? I'd be happy if I never saw another one in my life. Oh no! Oh no! That's a, the cardinal. My are so Loud. I don't even know how you deal with that. That was definitely a cardinal. <laughs> Every day yeah. you deal with that. Unbelievable.
1: No, I think I I got to walk away from my house because I think they're testing fire alarms in the buildings oh, you down think? here.
2: Do either that or some an arsonist is having a great time. <laughs> My man, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. on Un- <laughs> <laughs> I got to change my place. Yeah, yeah. Change your place because it's screwing up the podcast. Yeah, that's... my man. I apologize, audience. Was that was that a joke? Because of people, places, and things, Dennis. That was pretty. Yeah, bad. that's
1: why I said place. Yeah, that's thanks. Funny. That's funny. I, I worked uh, hard on that one.
2: Well, we'll give you a second to walk away. James, how was the last week? Um, it was good. My son turned
0: 18, and I sent him some wonderful gifts. He had a great time. He had a really good time. I got to see pictures. Um,
1: Where did you get him?
0: I got him a locking shelf for his Amiibo collection, which is, like, Um, interactive figures for your Nintendo Switch. Ooh, nice. I got him. He wanted Discord Nitro, which I didn't even know what it was. It's some kind of social thing. He wanted the Nitro so he could have um, premium access for a year. So I sent him a gift card for that. Oh, okay. Uh, A Best Buy gift card. And I got a Metroid Prime for the Switch. I got one for me too.
2: Woohoo. Yeah, Metroid, Metroid Prime. That's a a game, I imagine?
0: It is. It's a game. Yeah. I like, like the
2: classic now. Metroid. <laughs>
0: so for the know.
1: arcade. Oh
0: okay. oh, okay. And then just between the two jobs, um working usually six, seven days a week. Or not days, shifts. I work a lot of doubles, and those are actually fun. I find when I'm home, I eat a lot more than I usually do. When I work a double, like I don't eat anything really. I just I'm doing cardio all day, basically on my feet, busy. But when I'm home, I'm at peace, but I get kind of bored, so I I like to eat. Still, funny enough though, I don't gain any weight. It's weird because I'm still on that keto diet, so. I'm anywhere from between one ninety-two to one ninety-four. And it it never goes really below or over that. And I don't even exercise at the gym. Wow.
2: (laughs) You think you know somebody? Now you know. Sweet. Dennis, how is everything? All right.
1: Um See this past week. What did I saw? Dune. I watched Dune.
0: I saw that at the theater with T-, T Bird.
1: Yeah. Uh, in the Adobe Theater.
0: Yes. Definitely, definitely see it in the theater. that And it's such a good story. I, I was like, I knew it was going to be over after three hours. And it's like, but we're only halfway through. Yeah. They
1: did officially, yesterday, got greenlit to make the second part. So. Of course they did. That, that's that's good. awesome. No, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Definitely awesome.
0: Eternals are coming out soon.
1: Yeah, like in the next two weeks, I think, or so. I'm excited for the Eternals. I've been trying to avoid the like leaks coming out about it and stuff. That's good.
0: You saw Dune on your phone.
1: <laughs> I did. I couldn't wait to go see it in the theater. Like The night it came out, I started watching it on where, HBO where are- Max.
2: Oh, they have it there.
1: Yeah, for free.
2: Wow. It
1: was cool. Uh, Also, I went to the meeting on Saturday and actually stayed in the meeting. So what was the big change there? There was no big change. I just stayed at the meeting.
0: Oh, he asked if I was going. I said yes, so he he went.
1: Nice. (laughs) I was thinking about staying today, but... Because you were going to be there, but then you weren't there. So I was like, screw this.
0: It's all Mike's fault.
1: Yeah. No. It's okay. Uh, I haven't been sleeping well. That's like my biggest problem. I keep waking up at like 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock, and like just keep waking up. And then I'm freaking exhausted all day.
0: Oh, I actually read something about that. It's from um, looking at your phone so much before you go to sleep. The blue, blue light actually messes up your sleep pattern significantly, especially yeah. in in, I, teenage, in ch- children and teenagers, but adults too. So if you're looking at your phone a lot, which I know you are, Dennis, uh, it's messing well, yeah, up. of
1: course I am. <laughs> but I, I turn the blue light off when I'm reading at night, so it has like the orangey tint and not the blue tint.
0: All I'm saying is it could yeah. be one of the the reasons.
1: It could be. Could be anything though, right? Yeah, it it's could be probably the alignment of the stars or something.
0: That's probably I'm just it. Kidding. You know what it could be. What? Fred Savage.
1: It's pro yeah. I always suspect him. He's up to no good. You think? Yeah. Yep.
2: Wow.
1: It's Fred Savage. I mean his name is Savage for a reason. <laughs> Well, yeah, because
2: that was what his dad's last name was. Yeah, but still, he lives yeah. up to it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you do make a point. I don't know if it's a good one,
1: but, you know, other than that, I'm doing okay. Well, I'm We're... glad. Well, <laughs>
2: sorry that I ruined uh, ruined today for you. I do... Yeah, I know. I'll I'll do a fourth step on it and figure it about. out. Apologize about that. Yeah, I uh, was originally planning on it, and then I have my uh, my back appointment as well. That uh, I always try to schedule uh, on a different day, but their availability seems to be on Wednesdays. So it do you ever
0: do you ever have back to back appointments? (laughs)
2: Sometimes, Sometimes I do, actually. As a matter of fact. I, they're back to back. If you want to think about it, this technically is an appointment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause I made, I made this, uh, plan with you guys and, and that's, that's just what it is. So I'm glad, glad I had a, uh, a chance to this last week. Um, my girlfriend and I have been, I guess as of Friday, it will be the actual day that we started dating, but, uh, together for a year and i was able to find some incredibly cheap deals also some with my uh, my work has different people they partner with because they have many different companies within like south of florida um so they were able to give me some deals so that way we could stay at some places and have a great weekend so We made our way down to West Palm Beach, um, to Key Largo, stayed at a place that was really nice, really like out of the way of everything else, kind of like a hidden gem, which those are like my favorite, because you're just looking for a place that's safe, that you can rest your head at night, or that's what we were looking for anyway, and uh, then uh, to Delray Beach and then back, so spent the weekend doing that uh got uh Olivia's going to be starting speech therapy was a little bummed out yesterday finding out that um my insurance though good really doesn't cover any of it um so that's going to be a expense that if any parents is listening you do the very best you can and i'm going to make it work no matter what cuz she needs it so um when yeah. I was in elementary school. I had to take
1: speech classes because I couldn't pronounce Rs or S's properly. Yeah,
2: FYI, we're 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 trying to like, I guess, handle it as best we can. I mean, the insurance does pick up. It picks up eighty percent, but we have to hit a deductible of twelve hundred. So, it's essentially in the next two months dropping twelve hundred, and then we won't have to worry about like so much of it, you know? So is there's is there a one time payment of 1200. No, th- I mean, no. thankfully it's, it'll just be broken up. So, oh, okay. you know, it's, I, I guess it's really not a lot. It's just 600 in the next two months that I'll be responsible for. Um, and then after that, it will only be something like, uh, I don't know, 20 bucks a week. So I can swing that, you know? think it'll be pretty good and she'll be able to be helped so it'll be it'll be solid Um, outside of that everything's good Um, glad glad to be here and not be any place else because having you guys in my recovery here in Orlando is something that I cherish Um, so we can jump into the topic people places and things which I heard early on in the rooms in the program and i found this little blurb that i wanted to share to kind of get us started it's when you're reading information pertaining to addiction it doesn't take long before you encounter the phrase people places and things but why are these so important and what do they have to do with addiction and recovery the people places and things you experience every day play a vital role in encouraging or discouraging substance use No matter the stage of addiction or recovery, if you want to remain substance-free, you must take some changes to the people, places, and things with which you normally engage. I agree with that. Um, Early on, there was people, places, and things I heard in my very first meeting. And then I got my first sponsor at my second meeting the very next day and he taught me a little bit different of people, places and things. So his uh, I guess his goal was to make sure that I could go anywhere, do anything and be around anybody and know that they are not going to be the ones that get me drunk. If I have a higher power, I didn't understand that at first. And I advise people to, if you feel, I guess, unsafe for a lack of better term, then get out of there. And I didn't go to any place without having an exit strategy and having my intentions already in my head put out there. So if I had to go to a place because it was working and there was alcohol and people drinking and a place that I used to drink, which often would happen, because I was part of the entertainment. So I would go to different bars and have to be working. I would go to the bartender and tell them, "Hey, um, I'm not drinking. Don't serve me anything. If anybody comes up and b- tries to buy me a shot or whatever, then that's totally fine. But don't bring it over to me. I'm not. I'm not drinking." And so it was a little bit of a different thing. I think people, places and things is important in that if you're going there just because you think you're ready and then when you're there, you get a feeling that you're not, you, you need an exit strategy. You know, mine was always I had a bunch of numbers of people in my phone that I could call um, and I could make sure that I could get out of there. But. People, places, and things. Some people think, you know, if there's a group of people that you drink or drug around, that immediately you can just say, I'm not drinking, I'm not drugging, and still be around that. And sometimes you'll get into fights. You know, I had a situation where it wasn't a fight, but friends didn't understand. And they're like, well, you could still do coke, right? You just can't drink anymore. And to literally said that. And I, I, I'm still friends with him to this day because he didn't get in my face and, and get, uh, I guess, abusive, like, towards me or, like, try to, like, fight with me. But he just didn't understand it. Uh, there are other friends that felt weird with me not drinking. So I knew that it wasn't good for the friendship that right now, oddly enough, I'm not friends with any of those people. But they uh they just they didn't get it like i had to keep my distance from them and then they came back around and actually when i got my first year sober because it was a open meeting in my home group they were able to actually watch me get my first chip um my first year and it was a special thing but since the divorce now i'm not friends with them cuz they chose To not be, and I get it, but it doesn't have anything to do with alcohol, but I did keep those friends for another five and a half years after uh, taking Mm. most of the first year off from hanging with them, and I did it, not because I felt pressured drinking, but because they were weird around it, you know, like, they were, like, they wanted to do shots and everything else, and then... I kept seeing them out of the corner of their eye being like, oh, we can't do it because Mike's around. Uh, And I just, I didn't want to be around that. You know, that was almost worse than if somebody actually came and had a conversation. Because then I felt like uh, I was, uh, I guess, alone. And that's how I felt when I was drinking beforehand, oddly enough. So... People, places, and things—I think—is really important to know what it means to you, and it means so many different things to uh, us all. So, I wanted to uh, get your guys' take, and I sent over a couple questions today. I don't worry about people, places, and things at all. Um, in I also make sure that with any new sponsee or anybody who's new in the program that they know uh, how important it is to kind of set those boundaries. And feel that so i don't know who wants to go next i'll go hey thanks Dennis. You would
1: say. um <laughs> yeah i'm for me like by the time i actually came into the rooms i had like isolated myself from a lot of people you know like i started trying to quit a while before i ever came in and then like i ended up quitting a year and a half before and so in that time there was a like when i moved up to orlando like years before i ever like quit i kind of like distanced myself from my friends that i had for like most of my using career and like hard drug career and stuff and then started like quitting and i would like smoke pot drink smoke pot drink and like switch back and forth until i finally quit so like Almost by default, I, like, changed a lot of the people, places, and things. Then up here in Orlando, I actually, like, had acquaintances and, like, a few friends. Um, and, like, so whenever I quit drinking, it wasn't that hard to not, like, be around them. Because I was, like anxious and not going out and like you know very miserable and all of that because i was dry with no like solution or whatever so like when i came into the rooms it was like i got to make new friends in a way and like you know like they say it's a better quality friends and and all of that kind of stuff um but i completely understand like what it means to me basically. And like what I understand it as is, is, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. Right. And we're, we're like influenced by the people that we're surrounded by. Right. So if we spend our uh, whole life, like in this routine of like going to the bars or going and getting our liquor and drinking at home or whatever our routine is, and the people that we're doing that with, Whenever we wanna quit, if we don't change that thing, then we're gonna be back into that routine in a short period of time, because it's just human nature, you know? It's what we know, it's what we're comfortable doing. Even though we know it's killing us, it's just easier to go into that routine. You know, I think I rambled long enough, though. So.
2: Thanks, Thanks Dennis. Dennis. You're
1: welcome. <laughs>
0: You sure you don't wanna add anything, buddy?
1: <laughs> yeah, so the other day I learned you know how like thanks Dennis okay
0: <laughs> this is a it's a good topic i something that came to mind when i was um i went I was in rehab on uh, about two thousand and seven I went into rehab on New Year's Eve. And I remember going in there and people were like, wow, I can't believe you came in on new year's Eve. I would have waited a day." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, whatever. It didn't even matter. Um, but you know, my, I was doing a lot of eating and consuming a lot of pills. Um, you know, the Oxycontin and stuff like that. And, um, when, um, I was getting them. I was stealing them from my ex. She got them because she was in a car accident. So when I I remember I was talking to a therapist during my three months in the rehab. And the therapist was this cool guy. And he's like, well, aren't you worried that when you go back, you know, you're going to just know that she has these pills on her all the time? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And... um, You know, sure enough, as soon as I got home, like, I just, I knew that she was, they were in her purse, and they were they were either hidden somewhere in the house, and I I had to get it. And so, like, my mission was to find those so I could, you know, feel a sense of relief. So, in a way, I was not ready to get sober. I was just going through the motions to make, to get people off my back. So, I think, you know, if you're um not ready to get sober if you don't do a complete step 1 you know person people places and things doesn't even matter you know it 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 helps but um for me like i it didn't matter like i just wasn't ready so but it did it also didn't help that you know i knew that she was she had them on her um fast forward to what i did finally get sober at the age of 37 2017 I um I had to get a job right away because I had moved in with my in laws and there's no way I can live and not work and just be a freeloader. So I got hired right away as a bartender and um it's funny 'cause my my sponsor at the time the same sponsor you have mike he was i was was like listen i got hired as a bartender it's is that cool you know i've only got a month of sobriety he's like absolutely that's cool you need to make money and what was cool is he had been a server nine years or something like that in sobriety so he's like absolutely it can be done so he knew that if you've done a complete first step you know you can and you go through your steps and you're doing the right thing. It doesn't – you can be anywhere, really. Um, and then I talked to Big Al and I told him, hey, Al, I got a job as a bartender. He looked at me like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> he said, you can't do that. You need to find another job. And I was like, hmm, I, I think I'll be okay, but thank you. So you really have like these different sets of – you know, people have their different opinions and um, – I think of it like this, you know. I'm I'm behind the bar serving drinks. I'm not sitting there getting wasted. To me, it's like a tool, and I have to admit, in in four and a half years bartending, I have I have not had the desire to even want to take a, a sip to see if the drink I made was was good. I just it's just like oh no, I don't drink. It's not even a part of my DNA anymore. Um, it's kinda cool. Um, so those were the two things that I thought of, you know. Um I think it's it's wise to not go hang out at a bar with friends that you've drank with before. Um that being said, you know, if you've gone through the steps, you know, why not? You know, who as long as you have God on your side, um, he's the one who's really conducting um these experiments with you. And he's probably thinking like, Hey, you're not strong enough yet. Um, maybe you shouldn't go to the bar, but at the same time, you know, um, I think you'll be okay. Uh, once you finish the steps and you have God on your
2: side. Awesome. Thank you, James. Anything, uh, that we want to tie this up with any last words, Dennis, that we didn't allow you to say a couple minutes ago.
1: Um, I don't remember, Dennis, but Dennis. I, when, when James did tell me that he was <laughs> going to be a bartender, I was a little like, Whoa, really? Are you think you think that's a good idea? But I mean, it definitely worked out for him. So I guess it really depends on the person and the strength of their sobriety and the leaf blowers that decided to go off right now oh yeah
2: i'm pretty sure that this was are you a leaf blower now is that what's happening (laughs) i guess
1: so man it's pretty freaking loud
2: i apologize
1: (laughs) all the technical difficulties are my fault this week
2: no i mean not all of them but you know i think i think it'll all work out i can't escape it yeah well let's uh let's wrap things up and if james if i can have you say the slogan that you sent us here in a minute we'll be back next thursday sharing our experience strength and hope with you on episode 112 where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed remember you don't have to change much you just have to change everything and we'll see you next time